1: Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha.
2: No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hey, good
3: morning, and welcome to The Garden Show here on Zoomer Radio. I am Dean Holland. In the studio, well, not in the studio, but, you know, in the studio, in, in the company of, in the company thereof, the great <laughs> uh, Charlie Dobbin. How are you? <laughs>
4: thank you, and I'm in my studio as yes. well, so we're yes. hundreds of kilometers away, but don't we love technology sometimes?
3: We do, and it's so great that I can still see you, and we can still chat and make all this happen, aided and abetted, of course, by uh, Carlos Cagina, who is, our, who is our producer in Toronto, and it, it all comes together. It is wonderful. It is. Sure. Okay, I know you have some announcements to do, but I'm going to give out the number first, okay? So we're going to go anywhere in Toronto. We'd love for you to call at 416 360 or toll-free anywhere else in the province of Ontario, one 866 740 And do let Carlos know if you are a first-time caller because we will give you your garden wings and uh, call often, call early. And please, 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 one question per call. Okay, what's going on, Charlie?
4: Oh, lots going on. Uh, certainly what a difference a week makes. We we went from summer to fall overnight yeah. uh, pretty quickly there back earlier this week. <clears throat> Been loving the rain, though. The uh, moisture levels have increased quite a bit in my garden, so I'm happy about that. And uh, migration is happening. Um, haven't seen a an oriole in at least two weeks haven't even seen a monarch in the last probably 10 days monarch butterfly Mm -hmm. and i've only seen one little tiny hummingbird it must have been on its way south because i've had lots of hummingbirds all summer but it's so interesting i love some of the the tips and tricks on hummingbirds did you know for example that you know how hummingbirds migrate down to south america in the winter and up into canada for the summer but what happens is is that the female the adult females leave first sorry adult males leave first head south back in like August Then the adult females follow a couple weeks later, but the juveniles, the newly born little guys, they wait. I guess they need to fatten up as much as they can, and they wait, and they're the last ones to leave. So, you know, my my little ones had really seemed to disappear, and then all of a sudden I saw a little one yesterday. So I think that one was one that was coming from up north on its way through. So
3: Yeah, it's probably, you know, it's like our kids. They just like to be, the university kids like to be as far away from the parents as possible for even (laughs) a short amount of time.
4: I suppose, there's probably a bit of truth to that and the parents probably love to be away from
3: yeah. those, those <laughs> oh yeah canadian oh yeah,
4: birds, yeah. you and
3: I know it <laughs> <children>. <laughs> you and I both know it <laughs>
4: totally totally i just want to remind everybody uh, as rosemary oh. dobson reminded me today is the uh canadian chrysanthemum and Dahlia Show. It is on from 2 to 4, or it's open to the public from 2 to 4 at the Forest Brook Community Church. That's at 60 Kearney Drive in Ajax, and it's beautiful. Like, it's really pretty. If you like dahlias or chrysanthemums, check it out. Really, really nice. And, of course, all these cut stems will be auctioned off at the end as a fundraiser. Um, Also a reminder, the Innisfil Garden Club is holding their Flower and Garden Show and Tea today, that's from 12 noon until 1.30, and that's at the Churchill Community Centre, which is at 6322 Young Street. It is, there is a $7 admission to that event, but you get to drink tea and hobnob with all the, the other gardeners in the area. So why not? Looks like a lot of fun.
3: Okay, and that's it's. Uh, I was going to say, to that end, I am drinking. I am drinking tea this morning. I gave up my coffee. i I had a couple of cups, and I thought, you know, I'm kind of in a tea mood. So maybe it's in. It's in honor of the garden shows.
4: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. hope It's like a chamomile tea or something.
3: It is a, a vanilla mint. Is what I'm having oh, this morning. Yes, yes, guess. a little that's... bit hoity-toity. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say <laughs> those dahlias that you talked about last week on that show. Didn't you say that some of them are as big as dinner plates?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, the big dahlias, they that's what they're called, dinner plate dahlias. They are okay. the size of dinner plates. They're huge.
3: Oh, my goodness. I would love to go see that. I would love to see that, indeed. Okay, have to take our first break. Uh, we have lines open, but we will be right back with much more right here on The Garden Show.
1: Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means... There's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing. And she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha.
2: No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See Specsavers.ca.
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
3: Yes, indeed, we are back here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. I am Dean Holland, and uh, we can go right to the lines. Uh, we've got uh, John from Markham calling. And so, uh, welcome to The Garden Show, John.
5: Yeah, good morning to both of you. Uh, I'm an avid, uh, daily Agro, grow. I love it. We have come from Europe, and it's... Uh, my problem is I have been very unlucky this year, or maybe last year too. And you probably say it's maybe the drought, because I do water it almost daily. I fertilize it, and uh, now all I can get is the, some have come up, uh, but not every. bud has opened. It's like the fungus or so. It dries up, and there's no flower. No, I got lots of them, but only a few came up. Is that maybe? Also, in the middle of the sun, maybe too much sun. And number um, two, can you repeat the, the address for the Dahlia show? I want to see the play, Dahlia. <laughs> for, Thank for you very sure. much. Uh,
4: um, yes, you want to see some of those beautiful dahlias brought to you by the Canadian Chrysanthemum and Dahlia. It's the show brought to you by the Society. So it's today from yes. 2 until 4 p.m. Yes. It's at the Forest Brook Community Church.
5: 4 for Brooks. Forest. 4th. Yeah, What? what's your address? Can you tell me that?
4: Sixty-six-zero, Kearney Drive. K E A R N E Y.
5: B A R?
4: Yep, N E Y. Kearney Drive, Ajax. Okay, no formal. Yeah, offers. that's. And as you're asking a good question about the dahlias. Okay, number one, when it's yeah. as hot as it was, yes. uh, we do end up with some issues with all of our plants. You know, nothing loves the heat. Everything uh-huh. sort of stops. And so I'm just do- doing a quick uh, – sometimes when buds don't open oh, – okay. um, uh, um Yeah. Why won't they bloom? <clears throat> yeah, so sometimes... Hmm. So uh, spindly, lush, why won't they bloom? Mm. Uh, they, okay, so they of course full sun. So don't worry, you have not been giving too much sun. Oh. So you want at least six hours of direct yes. sunlight every day. Um, <clears throat> so people ha- will have fewer buds if they have less sun. Uh, another, you mentioned watering, and of course they do need consistent watering but they do not want to sit in water so uh you will need to feel the soil and you want the soil to dry down between waterings um and Hmm. over fertilizing can can cause the too many leaves and not enough buds so that's kind of a a classic with many of the flowering plants we do need to be careful don't fertilize too much you do need to fertilize you know every two weeks minimum or maximum or once a month um and it, it's uh, f- uh, deadheading, if you must remove the dead flowers for the next flowers to uh-huh. open. Uh, because, you know, many flowering plants will put a lot of energy into growing seeds. And uh-huh. so they, they won't bother opening their flowers. They'll right. just go into seed production. Sure, read, so I'm just wondering... I if read
5: could- somewhere, sorry to interrupt. I don't want to be too long to you. Uh, I read, like the farmers, don't put the same plants on the same garden area, the same soil. Is that True. Always, yet? always. Pardon?
4: wrote Always rotate your crops. Okay. You'll never. That's, yep. You'll never have the same success year after year with the same plants in the
5: same okay, spot. No
4: I, we've all
5: seen that. Yeah. Well, that's great. It's sorry, It's B U R N Y Drive.
4: No, Kearney K as in kite.
5: Kite. Oh yeah, Kearney.
4: Yeah, E A R N E Y.
5: And. EY. Okay, now I got. I got to see that. I want to see the at least ten-inch plate ones. it be lovely to see. Uh, thank you for the information you gave me.
4: You're very welcome. Good luck with that.
5: Thank you, ma'am.
3: Okay, yeah. Thanks for the call. Actually, yeah, we those dinner plate dahlias are are sound incredible.
4: Well, you want to hear a funny story? Long, long, long time ago, like you know, in another century, I was in Vancouver. Actually, ended up working for the summer out in British Columbia when I was at university, and. It's dark, and I'm walking in some suburbs in Vancouver on the sidewalk, and I can see this massive – it was red or pink – flower, but it was so big. It was like the size of a beach ball. And I'm on the sidewalk going, what is that place? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't tell from yeah. here. So there I am sneaking up through this person's front lawn. In, in the dark to get closer <laughs> to the plant to see what it was. And as I got closer and closer, I went, oh, my gosh, that's a dahlia. It was ah. so big. And it was just like – Blew my socks off. I'd never seen one so big. Now, that's Vancouver. Of course, they have the yeah. crazy best, you know, gardening weather
3: ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and and that's nice that you got to see that before they, you know, slap the handcuffs on you for trespassing. Exactly. Good I, for I, you. I,
4: I snuck back to the sidewalk pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I would be very, very happy to see one of those dahlias. I will have to make a, a point of that for next season. Indeed. <laughs> Um, In the meantime, we do have to take our next break, but we will be right back with uh, more callers here on The Garden Show. Happy
1: birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So can we cut the cake now? You
2: betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca.
0: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Indeed, you do
3: have the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, and I'm Dean Holland here to introduce all the callers to her so she can answer your questions. And I have Earl on the line from Oakville. Welcome to the uh, Garden Show, Earl.
6: Hi, Dean. Hi, Charlie. My question's for Charlie. Uh, Charlie, when is the last time you should cut your grass before the winter?
4: Ah, uh, Good question. That's always a bit of a tricky one. Uh, Where I live, it's usually November.
6: Yeah, that's when we we cut it. I'm a part-time landscaper, and that's when we cut it to November. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Exactly. You want to wait until the grass has stopped growing. So, of course, yeah. the days and nights are going to get cooler. For now, everything is still growing, particularly lawns. And so we keep cutting at our three inch length. Uh, by the time we get to early mid November, depending on the weather, we do our shortest cut last. So, you'll okay. drop your lawnmower down to about two inches for the spring. So, that it'll be, the, you know, to go over winter, yeah. and meanwhile, you will have provided fall fertilizer to the lawn before that final cut.
3: Yeah, thank you very much, Charlie. You're welcome. Okay, yeah, thanks, Earl. Okay, let's go directly to uh, Saint Cats, uh, Saint Kitts, Saint Catherine's. Trudy, welcome to the Garden Show. Trudy, what do you got for Charlie?
7: Hi, good morning. Hello, you guys. I'm um, going well. to my front lawn isn't the greatest. So I'm going to put clover on it. I tried. Um, Seeding it in the spring, but we have so little rain in the spring, it really didn't grow much. Would it be better for for me to do it in the fall right now? Um, Again, we haven't had much rain in St. Catharines in the last week, less than a quarter of an inch. Um, Should I wait till we get more rain and then try seeding it?
4: Okay, so what you want to do is you want to get fresh white clover seeds, So don't, you know, don't sort of dig something out that you've had around for a few years. The fresher, the better. You're going to rake your lawn, rake out the dead stuff, uh, you know, find where the patches are. Then what I would do is I would apply what's called a top dressing. So the top dressing is either triple mix or it could be actually a lawn top dressing mix that you can buy in a bag. Or it could even just be plain old topsoil. But either way, get some fresh loose earth into the bare patches then broadcast your seeds then a light raking just to make sure that the seeds and the soil are contacting each other well and try and do this before there's rain in the forecast even without rain at this time of year we have excellent germination of seeds because we have cool nights warm days and lots of great dew overnight. So even without rain there's lots of moisture that is still there at ground level because of the dew. So the best time by far to do the kind of lawn repair you're talking about is now.
7: Oh, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed to know.
4: Excellent. Thanks for calling. And thanks for your email too. Trudy sent an email. Did you did you catch it? Yeah, that? I
3: saw I saw that right now. I thought, "Okay, I was going to go to the clover email and I thought, "Oh, <laughs> The same person's from say, oh, it's got the same yeah. name.
4: It's Rudy, Okay,
6: good.
3: So, uh, yeah. So, at, I've been thinking about my lawn too, because you have said in the last couple of weeks that this is the ideal time to do things like top dressing and grass seed and clover and all those things. Fertilizing, I guess. Is this, is this a little early to fertilize?
4: I wouldn't fertilize yet. I because we want to use what's called a winterizer fertilizer. So you want to wait till the the grass growth slows down, so the fertilizer will sit there and be ready to go in the spring. You don't want to wait too late. I would say the optimal is probably mid October. Yeah, sometime like mid October, late October to do the fall fertilizing. Right around the same time that we're going to be planting our garlic is when we're fertilizing our lawns.
3: Okay, gotcha. Okay, let's go to, uh, we have a first-time caller on the line. We have uh, Marsha, who is uh, calling from Toronto. Welcome to the Garden Show. Marsha?
8: Uh, good morning. Love your show. About 18 months ago, a friend of mine gave me two spider plants, and they were both thriving at the time. I put them both in the sun, and then I took one of them, put it on a bookshelf. Um, the one in the sun has generated little baby spiders, the one on the shelf that's been sitting on a bookshelf, sort of out of the sun for about six months, just two weeks ago started developing brown leaves. What should I do about that?
4: Um, Well, spider plants are pretty tough. You can pretty much abuse them and they somehow survive. Uh, it's probably up on the bookshelf No, with not a lot of sun. It's probably kind of a pale green as well versus yeah. the one in the sun is probably a dark green. So you've got, you know, clearly some stress going on for the bookshelf plant. Uh, brown tips on the leaves is very common. It seems to happen... From salt in the water, uh, whether it's soft water or it's just municipal water, uh, the tips turning brown, very common. I just nip them off with a pair of scissors or my thumb. Uh, I probably move the bookshelf plant into a little more light if you can, and maybe it just needs a little more consistent watering. Remove any completely brown leaves, always kind of groom your plants. plants like to be groomed, they like to um feel pretty, you know they like to be admired, so um, tell you know clean them up. Get, get a little more sun, a little more water. Don't bother doing a lot of fertilizing at this time of year. It's not the time. Wait until late winter, early spring. But just, yeah, a little more water, a little more sun. You'd probably find the spider plant would be happier.
8: Okay, and just uh, a corollary to that. Should I use spr- uh, spring or filtered water as opposed to tap water to water them?
4: Yes. Okay, great. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs>
3: good question
4: or rainwater if you've got rain barrel
3: rain barrel right Um, what about uh, I think we talked about this before what about dehumidifier water
4: yeah perfect same thing
3: is that okay as well yeah because that's
4: only H2O that's like actually dehumidifier is almost the best (laughs) okay rainwater has got stuff in it
3: right 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 fair fair enough okay we have both here in the house Um, I you know Marcia just dove in there so quickly I didn't get time to give her her garden wings so I'm going to give them now Marcia there you go. You still get them. Yep. You still Don't get the wings. Come no, no. Not at all. Uh, Charlie, I've got an email here. You're going to have to help me with the pronunciation of this. I want to say Wigala Wega- Bush.
4: It's actually Wigila. It's spelled not quite right. W I G E L A.
3: Okay, Wigila Bush. Okay, G-E-L-A. so this is from Linda, who's asking if you could please advise her when and how she can trim the bush. It, become, it has become huge since she planted it a few years ago. It's very pretty, and she doesn't want to ruin its blossoms twice a year. Uh, next time, it will be in September. Picture is attached. She sent you a picture.
4: And it's huge. You, so, I mean, she's taken the photo into the sun, so it's a bit hard to see what's going on.
3: But, right. Oh, yes. yes, I see it. Yes, very One big.
4: shrub. She looks like she's got a wooden fence, which are typically six-foot-high fences, and it's over the top of the fence, and it's certainly even wider than it is tall. So I'm, it's really grown fast. They, it, it, there's so many different cultivars of Wajila these days. The old, original variety that many of farm there many of the farms had wajila plants just because they're they're very easy to grow that you kind of plant them and they get big they flower big flowering, in late spring, early summer, and then they'll continually flower throughout the summer sporadically. And they're big, they're easy, they don't take a lot of care. The newer cultivars tend to be a lot smaller than the original varieties. So they're, they're selected for the smaller urban uh, gardens, and um, they have some of them have purple leaves with pink flowers, and some have variegated leaves. So there's different... Um, sort of aspects of Wajila that have been uh, selected for beauty, because it's a really pretty shrub. So the question is a good one. When do you prune a shrub when it seems to be always flowering? Because the rule is prune your sh- flowering shrubs after they flower. And of course, how do you do that when it looks like this? So what I would do in this case, uh, because it is so big and it is so overgrown, I would, Linda, I'd be inclined to do a, a pruning. You could even do it um, now, I would take it down by no more than a third. And I would select out some of the crisscross branches, some of the rubbing branches, anything dead that's in the center. Get in there and do that. If you don't want to do it now, then do it first thing in the spring before the flowers, before the leaves come out, when you can see what's going on. And if you wait till spring, you can go down harder than a third. You could go down to even half size in the spring, pre-leaf emergence. And then it's, yeah, just be selective, right? Look for branches that are healthy versus cracked, broken, dead, twisted. Uh, anything that's growing to the inside needs to not be there. So that comes out. And do all your pruning on a sunny day, a dry day, and make sure your pruners are nice and sharp.
3: And I seem to recall on many occasions that you have said that you can any time of the year you can clean out the dead stuff right that can always be true prune it
4: yeah but you but you see that by the size and the the thick growth on this plant mm-hmm. it's probably very hard to see the dead wood at this yes. time of year so when the leaves aren't there usually mm-hmm. when branches and and uh stems are dead they they're different the the color is different they're black they're brown witchilla has gray bark so a healthy branch will be you know It'll be shiny, or it'll be you know light gray. It'll look quite you know vibrant versus deadwood, which will be dull uh, and and darker colored.
3: Gotcha. Okay, the numbers to call, and we have lines open for sure. Uh, if you are living in Toronto and you have a gardening question, it can be an indoor gardening question, it can be an outdoor gardening question. The number to call is four one six. or you can if you're anywhere outside of Toronto it's a toll free number uh, 1-866-740-4740 and we would love to chat with you I would love to send a question over to Charlie Dobbin and uh, I do believe that Thelma from Guelph has a question for you uh, Charlie, so welcome to the Garden Show Thelma Thank
8: you, good morning to both of you I'm calling about oak leaf hydrangeas i have two of them they're about three feet wide beautiful bush they've been in a couple of years not a flower how can i get them to flower
4: have you pruned them at all no they're in the original place i put them don't prune them, because <laughs> they set their flower buds very early in the spring, and they will flower earlier than many of the hydrangeas. Uh, what kind of sun have you got this plant in? How much sun, these plants? Um,
8: well, from about 11 o'clock in the morning, all afternoon, right through till yeah, so
4: dusk. Pretty bright. Because the, the cool thing about oak leaf hydrangeas is they can go into spots where they have kind of a dappled sun and shade, uh, well, are the leaves nice and green and healthy? They're,
8: well, they're sort of getting that because they're amongst some trees. I have different yeah. kinds of um, ornamental trees, and they get They the sun from them, too, and they get the shade okay. from them, also. But if they I look healthy... Well, oh, sound, like, you are, know, the it's leaves r- are beautiful. It's a beautiful bush. Like yeah. the oak leaves themselves are gorgeous.
4: Right, exactly. That's why they're called oak leaf hydrangeas. Yeah,
8: and I love are. them,
4: and I have one, and I'm just looking out my window. Probably Dean's wondering what I was doing. I'm like, yeah. where'd she go? <laughs> what I'm are you out, doing? <laughs> looking out my window, because it's right up front of my office here. Uh, An oak leaf hydrangeas get, got a whole bunch of flowers on it that were... Out uh, quite a while ago, so now they're all kind of crispy and brown. And it is in a western location, but it does have shade because there's a tree in front of it, so it gets dappled sun and shade. Do you fertilize that plant? Like, what? Tell me about the care you've been doing for it. Um, I've been
8: deep um, watering it um, and giving it um, fifteen thirty fifteen fertilizer. How often um, every
4: nine days, oh, all right, too much fertilizer, so too stop much. doing so much fertilizing, do okay. your, what I would do is next spring, like don't worry about it now because it's it 's mm-hmm. fine, just let the plant go be its do its thing, no more fertilizer this season because we don't want to fertilize any of our long term oh. plants, our trees, our shrubs, our roses, none of that gets fertilized after the end of July, so right. Um, The plants naturally are getting ready to go to sleep for the winter. So they are physiologically shutting down and moving all their energy down underground to the roots. So if we fertilize, we we force the plant to do the opposite. We force the plant to send energy to the tips and to grow new leaves. And then there's uh, a potential for frost damage. So no more fertilizer. Let it be next spring. What I would do is again, look closely, remove deadwood only in the spring. I would top dress get get some nice composted manure or some homemade compost, you know some good organic material around the plant, not touching the the base of it, not touching the stem, but just you know half an inch or so around the plant. Mulch is great as well to help retain moisture in the soil and and don't – I wouldn't do a lot of fertilizing. I would let it just – let it grow next year. Do water if we get into a drought situation, you know, deep watering every week or so. Um, not every day, but, you know, every week or so, deep mm-hmm. watering. And um, and let it be. I think you'll find it will it will pop some blooms. They do take a few years. Many of the hydrangeas are a little bit slow to mature to flowering point. Climbing hydrangeas are famous for this as well. They take years before they flower. But once they start, they really go. So, um, so be patient. Don't move it. Don't do anything. Just get a little organic material and uh, and you know admire it. And I think you'll find it will pop blooms next year. And phone me next year. I will
3: phone. Okay. Really Fabulous. To the yeah. Colors, thanks so much yeah. for the question, Thelma uh, Charlie, quickly uh, for those who might not know, myself included, what exactly is deep watering?
4: Uh, good question. Deep watering is when it's the opposite of standing with a hose, giving our plants a shower. So you know how some people, they'll get out their hose, they'll stand there and hold it, and they'll kind of wave the hose back and forth. Yeah. And the, the plants are getting a nice shower, but they're not truly being watered. We rarely have the patience to stand long enough with the hose to get the water to go beyond the top half inch. So okay. deep watering is where we water with a trickle of water For an hour or so. Excuse me. One of the best tools for those of us that are too busy to stand there with a hose for an hour is... You get soaker hoses. And there's lots of different kinds of soaker hoses. We lay them on the surface of the ground. They ooze water through micropores in the hose. So, what you do is you, in the spring, when you can see what's going on, you get yourself a nice soaker hose. You lay it around the plants, like a, uh, in the case of an oak leaf hydrangea, I'd probably go around, make a circle around the root ball, you know, and then off to the next plant, serpentine all the way through your garden. When it's time to deep water, we turn that on. And I leave it, because of just where I live, about two hours. You don't see the water going out until you go look and you realize, oh, yeah, it's been watering for two hours. Okay. Put out a, an empty tuna fish can or a cat food can under the soaker hose, collect some water, see how long it takes to get an inch. You want an inch of water once a week.
3: Okay. Very sweet. Okay. Uh, let's go to our next caller, Mary in Toronto. Welcome to the Garden Show, Mary.
9: Oh, thank you. And good morning to both of you. Uh, okay, here we go again. Gardenias. Uh, I I've tried again. It's you know the regular one you buy it from the florist. Quick story. Bought it many months ago. It was loaded with buds, nice and healthy. One of and one of the flowers was there. None of the other buds opened at all. It was in a sunny window. And a neighbor of mine has a gardenia tree for years. I've always admired it, and she puts it on her deck. It's filtered sunlight. So she, anyways, uh, she said, oh, well, you should put it outside. It was still loaded with buds. My deck faces south, and I moved the plants the morning, sun, and afternoon. Well, of course, it lost all its buds, whatever. Now, I mean, it's been growing ever since. This is now, uh, where are we, September. Since mid July, I guess um, it had it had a couple of buds. Probably a couple of months. It's still kind of healthy, not as full. I don't know what to do. I'm going to bring. I have to bring it in. I don't know how to take care of it now.
4: Um. Okay. So it's not as full. So it lost some leaves along the way.
9: Uh. Not too many. It lost all its buds. There must have been about right. or twelve. It's in, I think, a four-inch pot. You know, the small ones you buy, very healthy. So I thought, I this is about the third time I'm trying to grow them.
4: Right. So um, so is it? how big is the pot that it's in now?
9: Uh, the four, the one it's in. There's no roots coming out the bottom or anything. Okay. Right. And, you know, it's been so I think... humid, I didn't think of misting it. The other times when I've had them, I always missed them uh, when I had them. Out. But I lost them, you know. They just died. Yeah.
4: Right. So outside in July, as you say, our humidity levels are usually beautiful and tropical and almost rainforest-like. So you shouldn't need to mist outside. Of course, oh, you see. will mist inside because our homes are not tropical enough. Right. And I would even provide what's called a pebble tray. So it's I- a tray with pebbles and then the gardenia sits on the pebbles and you keep water in the pebbles at all times. So you have that higher level of humidity around the plant.
9: I did that with the last one I had before this one. I mean, I know not to water too much. I had it on a pebble tray, and I would mist, uh, like, the plants I would bring in. I have some, oh, I keep forgetting the name, the nice big, the yellow, orange, or white. Uh, Oh, lantern. I them Mm -hmm. usually at least once a week or more. I look at them, and I think, oh, you would like, during the winter, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
9: But I had that with one of the other gardenias. It was in a pebble tray, and I still misted it. But it still didn't last. I'm, I'm hoping okay, but you, to keep this one. I'm hoping the one bud that hung in there, or it was a new bud, you know, from the or, sunshine. Uh,
4: so what okay, do I okay do? but you did you did mention to not water too often and the crazy thing about gardenias is that we actually do water a lot we actually keep gardenias much wetter than any other plants so that always amazed me i've only kept gardenias alive by watering them almost every single day and making sure they are always always moist never allow them to dry out the one time they dry out i mean most tropicals we want them to dry out between waterings but not gardenias so don't allow them to dry out keep them moist not necessarily sitting in a Mm. bowl of water but keep them moist at all times and as you point out mist mist mist
9: okay i'll try that that's the one thing i didn't try keep it wet all the time even though you know it was wet but i'll try that one okay (laughs) okay
3: good good luck on that mary okay thank you and thank you so much for the call uh gotta take a quick break but we will be right back with much more on the garden show
1: Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So can we cut the cake now? You betcha.
2: No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca.
6: Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams.
0: You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on
3: Zoomer Radio. Yes, indeed, we are back on The Garden Show, and it has happened, as it does sometimes, where the lines have filled up near the end of the show, so now we've got to do a bit <laughs> of speed dating, as it were. Okay, let's go to Hillary in Waterdown. Welcome to The Garden Show, Hillary.
7: Good morning, guys. How are you? Good um, morning. I, I'm phoning on behalf of my daughter. She's having a terrible uh, time with mushrooms i guess toadstools uh, Mm are growing all over her lawn and um we pull them up but you can't always get the roots so i'm phoning on her behalf to know if charlie could help us out all
4: right i so i I, you were breaking up a bit at the beginning but it sounds like toadstools in the lawn and that's bothering you yes don't let it bother you
7: yeah and there's so many now they're just spreading like crazy Right, but
4: they're responding to the cooler nights and the dew I was talking about earlier. When we have toadstools or any mushrooms growing in our lawns, what you need what you know is that you have organic matter that's rotting underground and fungus is doing the decomposition of the organic matter so it could be triple mix and soil or it could be that there's a log under there that's that's decomposing but either Ah. way just like they're supposed to do the fungus is doing its job it's breaking down the organic matter and the little toadstools that stick up are offering spores to Grow more fungus. If yeah. they, if it bothers you, which it often does, well, what you need to do, them, or your friend you know, they
7: needs let the dog to do, is that's what they're worried about. The dog keeps eating them. Oh, oh,
4: I probably wouldn't hurt the dog, but you could double check by taking a photograph. Yeah, and I mean, you know what I. When my son was little, this worked really well. So all you need is somebody who gets up early in the morning. Whoever's your earliest. Like Dean should come to your house because I know he gets up at the <laughs> door. And what you do is you bring a golf club and you go out and you practice your golf swing on the toadstools early in the morning. The earlier the better because in the early they won't be open yet. They'll still be closed before uh-huh. the, the spores are ejected. Hit them off with the golf club. And, you know, you can rake them up and pick them up if, if there are a lot of them, but otherwise just let them go, they'll they'll decompose. But don't fight it. It won't go on forever. Eventually, the fungus will stop.
7: Oh, okay. Because it started in early, um, the late June, in fact, and now they're just mm-hmm. going like crazy. It's so full of, you know, the, the whole grasses. There's so many of them. <laughs> okay, I know. It's, it's funny.
3: People get disturbed, but too. it's actually a really good sign. And okay. you'll improve I, your handicap along the way, so there you go. I'm just wondering, okay. just
7: quickly, because they dug a tree up. They, they cut a tree down and replaced right. it, and I'm wondering if there was any roots of that tree left there it, or something. Yeah. Uh,
4: for sure there's roots. You never yeah. get all the roots out when you take a tree yeah. tree down. So okay. for sure okay. that's what's going on.
7: Okay. So Thank if it's really much. bothering them,
4: tell them to dig up the roots.
7: Okay. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.
3: Thank you, Hillary. Thanks. Okay, we're going to quickly go to Beverly in Sutton, and Beverly is a first-time caller. Welcome to the Garden Show, Beverly. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning Here are your Loco. Garden Wings, my dear.
10: Oh, thank you very much. Sweet. Um, I I like to grow um, Blue Lake pole beans, and I was wondering if I could those um, trim them back once they start to run in order to make them. Put out more branches instead of growing so high.
4: You can get Blue Lake bush bean. They are beautiful, mm-hmm. very, very no. prolific.
10: Right, but I I prefer the pole beans because I can grow a lot of beans in a small area. Because I right. have a raised bed. Um,
4: if you've... my, my mm-hmm. signal's really breaking up here, um. Uh, what I would say is if you're worried that the pole bean vines are just too narrow and not Giving you enough bushiness, uh, take the tips off earlier in the season. So we, I assume you're planting the beans out as seeds in the spring, and yeah. once they germinate, give wait till they're about four or five inches tall, and then just with your finger and your thumb, nip the tips, which will well, cause you can do it branching. That early. Let them go another six inches.
10: I I didn't Don't know you it. could do it that early. I thought perhaps you'd have to wait until they start to run,
4: like climb. No, I'd I'd start. I'd start to get, getting them uh, branching earlier. Get, once they're, you know, okay. like I say, once okay. they're four I'll to six inches that. tall, just just nip the tips. Make sure yeah. they're, yeah, there's still a leaf below that. Okay?
3: Okay. okay. Thank Good thank luck with so that, much. Beverly. Thank you so much thank for the you. call. Uh, Got to take a next break, and we'll be right back with much more on The Garden Show.
1: Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means... There's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing. And she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha.
2: No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See Specsavers.ca.
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Oh yes, we are back here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Yes, indeed,
3: I'm Dean Holland. And uh, we've got a couple more callers on the line. Hazel from Mississauga has been waiting very patiently. Welcome to The Garden Show, Hazel.
10: Thank you, Dean. Good morning to you both. Uh, my question oh. is, I have a rose of Sharon which I transplanted. Oh. It's a young plant. It's um, actually came over. I guess the seeds fell from my neighbor because I certainly didn't plant it there. Anyway, I've <laughs> transplanted it, and I know it probably went through quite a shock, but the uh, the leaves are all drying up. I'm wondering should I cut it back, or is it dying and I should give up?
4: Is it flowering right now? No. How big is it? How tall is it?
10: Oh, it's Probably now about four feet because I did trim it a bit. Uh, I cut off all the little uh, seedlings because I didn't want those to fall.
4: All right, all and you did that out. last spring. When did you do that? Oh, this was
10: all only done about three weeks ago.
4: Oh, okay. So, okay. So the way Rose of Sharon works, it should be flowering right now, uh, which is the buds are probably what you cut off. When it finishes flowering, it will have little fruit, which are little dried, well, they end up being dried little brown things hanging on the Rose of Sharon, and they will hang there all winter. And, of course, seeds, as you have experienced, disperse out of that fruit, and new little Rose of Sharon plants will start to grow. So we often will, after they're flowering, after frost. So in November or December, we will go out and trim off all the dead blooms and the fruit before too many seeds disperse, which is not a bad idea, Uh, but otherwise – And if in the early spring, you can really cut back Rosa Sharon, you know, you can take it right back to a third or a half the size if you want to control the size of the plant or the shape of the plant, that's the time to do it. But otherwise, we don't uh, generally do a lot of trimming midsummer because that means that we lose the the flowers, which should be out there right now. Um, A few little leaves that get uh, spotty or um, there are a couple of different diseases that will Cause spots or drying of leaves are not a huge deal. Just be careful of not watering the leaves. You know you can't stop rain, but don't put your hose out with a sprinkler on that plant. And um, and and good garden hygiene. Always clean up any leaves that fall early from plants because. Generally, those leaves are falling because they're not healthy. So they could have disease, they could have insects, and and generally, Rosa Sharon are pretty easy plants, as long as it's getting lots of sun.
10: Yeah, I have lots of them that have uh, sprung up from another plant I had myself, but this one, as I said, probably came over from the neighbors, and uh, I moved it. We moved it, but um, I'm just wondering, is it dead, dying, or...
4: Well, is, if it still got green leaves on it now, I wouldn't None. be worried about it. It
10: doesn't have any green leaves; they're all brown and shriveling
4: up. Okay, all right. Well, it's hard to diagnose for sure over the radio. What I would do, like I said, is good garden hygiene. Make sure you clean up any of the leaves that fall that fall early, and watch next spring. Rose of Sharon are one of the last shrubs to break out in leaf, so don't give up too early. In the spring, take a look at it, maybe a little bit of tip pruning in the spring, so taking back every branch by an inch or two will often force it to grow if it's alive. It's just a question whether there's life mm-hmm. in the root or not.
10: Okay, so okay. just leave yeah. this Thank- one be for now.
3: Yeah. You got it. Thanks for the call, Hazel. Got to run, yeah. got to uh, just try and get in this last call. I got Dan on the line. Dan from Cambridge. Welcome to the Garden Show, Dan.
6: Well, oh, I uh, repeat uh call because we talked, Charlie, uh, about two, three weeks ago about a gardenia plant. Interesting you had somebody else uh, on just a few minutes ago with exactly the same description of problem as we've had. We did try all the moisting, uh, and we are moisting it every day and keeping it wet. We brought it inside. It looked like it was maybe going to start to recover. I had lost a lot of leaves and all the buds. Now we see some buds coming up, but the buds are still brown on the tip. Now, my wife did discover a little tiny bug right in the crotch of some of the tiny branches, and she's been spraying with 70% isopropyl. Is this the right thing to do? Um, Does this add into what you were telling the previous caller about her gardenia problem?
4: Yeah, well, absolutely. Insects can cause all kinds of problems. Can you describe the insect quickly? Is it white and fuzzy? No, no, it's a
6: tiny... A tiny little, almost greeny, but so small, it's very hard to detect. you have to look at it under a magnifying glass, actually, and then you'll see it move a bit, and you say, ah, there it is.
4: Right. So nothing wrong with using isopropyl, even 70% Mm -hmm. isopropyl uh, alcohol with water, but after the spray has been put onto the plant, make sure the plant is not in the sun when you use that spray, an hour later clear water to wash off the alcohol. You should right. be effective, or your wife should be effective at killing the insect, but you'll also kill yeah. the plant with alcohol. Yeah. So you've got that yeah, know, cost problem, benefit. Yeah. So, so yeah, make sure that's... that the alcohol is being washed off. You may find that a soap spray will work equally as well. Safer soap will kill the insect, and again, you'll right. wash that off after an hour of it sitting on the plant. But yeah, no, yeah, but definitely. It that. could certainly yeah. affect, and it's hard. Tropical plants, <clears> It's <throat> you take on a challenge when you're bring them in no question
6: no kidding you you told us we picked one of the most difficult ones to man <laughs> uh, so the, the the comment about the bud coming up with brown i mean the uh, the flower is going to come it looks like it's going to open and do something but it has a brown tip to it and then it just sort of dies mm. off is that indicative oh, of that's, anything?
4: it's an indication of stress that's all it is the plant is going okay. oh, i'm not liking this so I uh, yeah. might want to take that plant on a holiday to Jamaica, and I'd be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Dan. We have to go. We have seconds left. We Good do. with that. Thanks, Dean. Have a great hey, day. It was I a pleasure.
3: you, you was busy
4: well. singing your heart out at lots of shows in the area, so break a leg. Thanks, that Carlos, Thank for you. all your help. Thanks to the great callers, as usual. See you again next week.
0: This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
1: Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So... Can we cut the cake now? You betcha.
2: No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.